Hello and welcome to the Leading Line podcast. Chris here. I hope you're keeping well and staying safe. And we're all aboard the Scotland hype train as the women's national team return to World Cup qualifying with a home qualifier against Hungary. It's looking to make it three wins from three at the start of the campaign. And we've also got a wee friendly against Sweden as well too, which will be which will be nice and fun. Um, of course, I'm not by myself to do this. Why would I be myself when I can bring Campbell Finlayson onto the podcast? Campbell, how are you doing? Um, aye, good. So I had to think about that there. Second time we've done this tonight. Um, yeah, great. Let's talk Scotland. Yes, let's talk Scotland because uh, this is we're recording this on Tuesday night, and obviously the game is on Friday against Hungary at Hamden, and. Before we talk about this game coming forward, we have made a pretty good start to the qualifying campaign, Campbell. Two and some two, scored lots of goals, played their first competitive game at Hamden in for eight years. Good times. It has been. Um, my first thought of both games was the negatives that came, so I'm going to need to change that, but aye, there's been plenty of positives. Uh, obviously, Friday night's opponent's Hungary was the first game. We've went there not played great, but won the game. And that's the main thing that you've got to do in qualifying, that last year there were so many games where Scotland played really, really well. Then they took their chances, lost out to late goals um, that ultimately killed the thing. So you would certainly take playing crap and taking all three points over that. Um, and then, like you say, the Faders game, decent enough crowd at Hamden. Um, and some plenty of goals to celebrate as well. So six points out of six, you would fancy Scotland to do the same again on Friday with one against Hungary. And if you're going into your games against Spain with, with nine points, then at least that way you're certainly full of confidence and what will be what will be tough games when they come around, um, you'd be with confidence. So hopefully we can continue the the good kind of the good feeling at the national team um, as we take on a Hungary side that we think is difficult for us, but it's a game that Scotland should look to taking the points in and, and hopefully it'll kick off um, a decent weekend for us all as well. Yeah. At- Obviously, I'm going to start this podcast with big energy and upsets. The more we talk about things, we'll, we'll get some light and shade in. But yeah, six points from the opening two games is exactly what, what we're looking for. I think that Hungary game was very important. I think I've said this a couple of times now to focus that getting that first three points, getting that that win underneath the belts, remembering that Pedro Martinez Lothar has not had any friendlies. This is really that squad was the first time he had those players together. Um, I think it was hugely important. And then to get that. That win against Faroe Islands, eventually winning 7-1. I mean, obviously the one has was disappointing, I think, in terms of the nature of the goal and just kind of with, with all due respect to Faroe Islands, losing a goal against Faroe Islands is, isn't in the women's game isn't isn't ideal. Um, and I think that, that was talked about post-match as a, a little bit of annoyance. But I think in general, Campbell, I don't know about you, but the, the mood music for me from the from the camp and just kind of looking at social media and some of the conversations I've had with people in and around it, it certainly seems like everybody's in, in good spirits going into the going into this next couple of games. I'm just living up to the Scottish nature and, and being kind to the failures by letting them get a goal, um, given that we were going to be taking the second point. So it was it was tough for Pedro, I think, going into those, those first kind of games where we had a lot of call-offs. Um, with Ken Blackwood also announced her retirement as well. And it was having to piece players kind of together, piece a team together with players out of positions. Um but so when you're having to do that and still coming through with six points, you're going to be pleased with that. At least now you've got some people back. I mean, Lisa Evans and Caroline Weir, Caroline Weir, sorry, are two of the main ones that are, that are now in the end. We'll give, them, we'll give them something more to work with. So it was, see if we can, we want to really focus on the positives that are there. And I think they can take that into Hungary again on Friday night. And it's, it's so hopefully something that should stand us in good stead because it's, you obviously want to make a good start to these qualification campaigns. I know we've touched on that we have done, but 
Um, there's tougher ties, tough ties to come, and I think the fact that he's getting these games, he's getting to know his squad, and the players that are kind of having to adjust to a kind of newish team um, will help them um, in the long run when it comes to the tougher games ahead. Yeah, absolutely, and I think we are both of the opinion that Scotland aren't going to Scotland can't qualify by winning these games, but they can make qualifying more difficult by not, and by that I mean these games won't be the ones that decide where we finish in this group table. The games against Ukraine and Spain to come, starting in November time, are going to be the ones that are really going to have a say in terms of how we do. And the fact that we have an opportunity to be six points clear of Ukraine before we face them at Hamden is, is huge. Um, Ukraine play three rounds a day before we play Hungary. So you'd imagine Ukraine will get off the mark. That's our first game. The weird way that fixtures are structured sometimes in international group tournaments. This is a, this is a women's football thing. This is just like a football thing in general, I think. Um, it does mean it's going to have an opportunity to go into that game six points ahead, beat them and we're nine clear before we go into that game against Spain and, and Spain, which will be oof, that'll be that'll be tough down in Jerez. But let's let's talk about the squad for, for the upcoming game. Uh, pretty settled. There was a couple of changes into it. Um, obviously, Martha Thomas had to go injured. Uh, she, uh, Zoe Ness has come in. And there's been some youngsters come in from the SWPL, Amy Muir and uh, Lee Eddy come back into the squad. And Jenna Clark and Lauren Davidson, who were kind of call-ups for the last game after injuries, um, are kept in full-time. And yeah, you've mentioned it as well. Caroline Barely Sevens are back. Lucy Games back as well. Um, it's, looking like a, it's looking like a squad that's got Two games in mind, one against uh, one to qualify, and maybe a friendly in mind as well, given the, the squad that's been put together for this one. Yeah, I mean, for Pedro, we're trying to find that balance. Obviously, still fairly new into the job. You know, you'll know the players that have got Scotland for the World Cup that have, have just missed out on and the Euros kind of qualification there. You'll, you'll know who the strongest ones are. And it's about trying to find that new talent to bring them through, but balance it in a way that you're not chucking them into really important games right away. Um, and I think playing the Pharaohs when we did will help that. Um, Sweden are obviously second, ranked number two in the world. But again, it's one of these games where if you get beat, you get beat. It's only a friendly there. So again, it'll be a chance to see how some of the younger players or the less experienced players at international level would do in that game. Um, I mean, Hungary, we were kind of, when we played them in Budapest, it was obviously. You kind of had players, I said, that were kind of out of position and we, met, we lacked the midfield that we said that night how attacking the team was. But you're not, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to score goals and it didn't that night obviously whereas as much as we had the likes obviously Erin Cuthbert in particular who was really impressive that night having nothing in midfield to kind of link it um, made things tougher I think now that we've, you see, like we've kind of got that there um, Caroline in particular is one that always really stands out in that Scotland midfield so to have her back and have someone that's just got that wee bit more control can kind of link between the attack and the defence into midfield um, it should help Scotland and I'm interested to see what the lineup will be on Friday kind of I'd expect a fair few changes from you know, the first two games. Not, not in a case of anyone's done anything wrong. It's just a case of getting players back in that are kind of more suited to playing the positions that they're asked to. Um, and if we can get that and go off to a good start, then I fancy we'll have an entertaining night on Friday night. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think the squad. I think we we've both said in the in the past that it is really important to get this next generation supercharged a little bit into it, and it's something that. Uh, in the, the press conference that Pedro Martinez also uh, had, which we we're about to hear a little bit from, was talking about the, the high performance culture that they're trying to ingrain uh, into the squad. Um, and I think that's something that players that maybe are playing in the SWPL, not, not necessarily the players in the Scotland squad, because 
therefore it's off end and a lot of that is now going professional and that's great to see but the fact that they're going to get another avenue of that with a coach that has had success I think is a, a wonderful thing but I mentioned we're going to hear from Pedro Martinez Alosa so um, I was in the press conference we've got a couple of a snippets so um, this one uh, we just talked through kind of some of the call-ups that he's made that uh, particularly along the lines of the SWPL young players getting into the squad and uh, Zoe Ness coming in for, for Martha Thomas who obviously had a, a big impact and this is what he said going into the, the game and the about squad selection. The first question where we started the first speech with the group is, is what we learned from the group and what we learned together. We learned that there's a group desperate to success, is a, a group with energy, it's a group with a different generation of players that they can bring different things to, to the group and, and in terms of leadership and, and in terms of building the strategy for the future. And we learn a team who is ready to, to, to accept concepts and ready to work, ready to bring uh, every individual, individual is in different phase of their developing fitness, uh, educational-wise, in terms of nutrition, etc. Like talking about high-performance culture because players play in different places or different moments of their career, but they are all willing to to engage uh, very much in what we what we want to do, and that's a that's a, a, a good feeling from our from our side to to be to receive that feeling of wanting to work together. So we already have a I think a great bonding to to progress. Um, you mentioned obviously it's Hungary and Sweden that we're playing. You've called up a couple of youngsters, uh, Amy Muir and Lee Eddie, and Jenna and, and Lauren have kept their places. What role do you see them playing in the next two games? Well, I hope. I think they are here for a reason. I think they are here to to prove themselves, to have the message from us that we see a potential. We believe in them from the future. And that's not just the final product. Of course, we are aware that uh, this is the beginning for them of the professionalism, the high level. So that's what we want them to experience. We want them to experience that high performance culture, high performance level education that help them to progress more. But yes, uh, we hope they can they can play. Uh, it's up to them. We, to be honest, we have in these two days focused pretty much on recovery strategies with some part of the group who played uh, the weekend and the other part of the group who didn't play the weekend, just proper training sessions. So most of these youngsters are just they just have one training session until today. But we hope they can they can prove they can show the level and, and not only is a message for them but for all the young players in in Scotland. Uh, Martha Thomas misses out through injury and she had a, a big impact, I think, in the, the two games. You've called up Zoe Ness in a place. What what gave Zoe the nudge over maybe some of our competitors for that space in the squad? Yeah, there is a. There, we always consider other other players. I We think Zoe is a player who has a good vision, uh, quality on the ball. Link, she links very well the football, she understands the game. And we also wanted to see her on on site and on on our environment because sometimes different games give different give to you different information. We consider also other players, but also is more important for us what what the players we have now. And as I repeated before, this is an open open list. I think all the players in Scotland are eligible, and that's what we want. We don't want to have a reduced group of players. Yes, we want to create this high performance environment, but we also want to have every player the feeling that. They can be eligible at, at some point. Just a last one from me. Uh, Brian touched on it. With the start that Scotland have had, the fact that we could start with nine points from nine and get a little bit ahead of our rivals in that in that race for, for qualification, is that is that a big incentive for you for Friday? Yes, well, at the moment we have six, hopefully to have never, uh, nine. But yes, I think we have the feeling that we, we tick the boxes, we did the job. We are also aware that we want to improve, we want to do it better, we want to progress. 
And that's what we're working with the players. But I think at the moment we are in the position that we would like to be a couple of months ago. So, yeah, Campbell, um, as Pedro, nine, nine from nine is the target here. Um, I think that's very much agreed across the board. And you were touching on it a little bit before we, we've heard from Pedro there. And um, let's let's talk a little bit about the, the team that will start, because I think it feels like some areas of the team are, are quite settled. And I think there's maybe other areas that are not. One of the interesting things that came out that I, I didn't hit the record button for, because it, it wasn't my question, and, you know, Sometimes you don't want to do that. But uh, there was a bit of chat about Caroline Weir and Lisa Evans and the kind of role he sees for both of those. I think Caroline Weir, I think we both felt in the past that she's maybe dropped a little bit too deep. I think something that she sometimes happens at Manchester City too, where she goes into that quote-unquote quarterback role, which isn't really a role in football. But um, for, for Pedro Ortiz Losa, he certainly, he certainly suggested that he sees her as a number 10, which I think Campbell, first of all, on a Caroline Weir front, first of all, how... Class is Caroline Weir at the moment. The goal she scored for Manchester City the other week against Everton, um, popping off all over the shop. But I think having Caroline Weir as a, as a number ten, especially given that Kim Little has had to, not had to, but has decided to take that take that step back from the natural side, I think can be a positive thing for Scotland for sure. It can be. I mean, she's certainly well, most probably ever best player there. Um, she's been doing it, and obviously, kind of last season some of the goals scored for Man City, and again this season, I know they've struggled with it. A lot of players been out injured, but. Had line herself in for a while, but she's kind of one that's is really been involved in everything they do. And I think now getting even a more prominent role in the national side is something that will help her as well. I mean, there's been times we've watched Scotland and you've noticed she's been in that slightly deeper role where she's not as effective as she has been further forward when we've watched it for Manchester City. So I think getting her into that number 10 role should suit her well. Um, if we're still going with this kind of 4 2 3 1 type formation, then it's the problem of who are your two sitting players, I think, kind of. Lisa Roberts has done it well. She's obviously now done it at Birmingham, who, again, another team that struggles. So it's, it's kind of balancing who you play in behind. I think Caroline Weir will still kind of drop in and get the ball now and then. And it's not going to be a problem that much because we know how, how quality she can be. But I think having her as that sort of kind of the Roman player in behind is certainly something that will help both her and the players going forward. Because a lot of the time, you know, Erin Cuthbert kind of had to do it in Budapest in particular, where she was the one having to come in and get the ball and try to do everything with it. And, and she did a good enough job. but it then kind of leaves her less effective in the more advanced positions where we're at used to seeing her scoring goals for Scotland and Chelsea as well. So I think, Carolyn, if we can get her in there and get her on the ball as much as possible, she'll certainly be a player that will cause any defence and world football problems because we can we know how just how good she can be. And we've seen her do it as often as we've watched her, really. So it's um, a player that we're, we're looking forward to seeing for, for Scotland. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm uh, buzzing to see her back in a, back in a Scotland shot. Uh, and, I mean... We'll, we'll keep kind of we'll keep talking about midfield, I think, because for me it feels like the backline feels kind of settled. I think you've got Lee Alexander's Scotland's number one at the moment, um, in the jersey just now, and then I think central defence will be Jen Beatty and Rachel Corsi that'll make up that that central defensive partnership. And it feels at the moment, Campbell, that uh, Nicola Doherty and Rachel McLaughlin are kind of in possession of those fullback jerseys. Kirsty Smith's obviously out injured. Lisa Evans has come into the squad, she has been playing as a wing back for West Ham, but. Again, one of the things that Pedro Martinez Lothar did say was that he views her as a winger. Um, and that's, I think that's the right thing for Lisa Evans. I think that's where she's most effective for Scotland and has been in the past. If you think back to some of the things that she, she kind of did in the qualifying up to the World Cup and at the World Cup itself. But for me, it feels like the back four is settled. And then you are right. I think Chloe Arthur obviously got her first two goals for Scotland in that game. And I think, I think it'll be Chloe Arthur and Lisa Robertson that, that pulled those two roles. And then it is a kind of case of who then plays in that kind of four up top with Caroline and Erin 
will be two stick-ons into that team. And then I'm guessing, I mean, I, I, I would say that it's probably going to be Claire Emsley and, and probably Jane Ross that, that round out that team. Um, but it could be Erin plays at the point or somebody else plays at the point and you've got somebody like Lana comes in. There is a little bit of movement maybe to be done at the top end. I think that's maybe come about a little bit because for me, I think I've said a few times, Martha Thomas, I think, is the potential to be our, our, our frontline striker. She's obviously out just now, but it feels like there's maybe some moving about pieces at that top end of the pitch. Yeah, hey, I mean, looking at the squad there, majority of your attacking players there can all really rotate and play any of those four positions in that attacking area. Um, I think Martha Thomas, like you've said, in games she came off the bench against Hungary the last time and it made a difference. Obviously, got a goal when she played against the Pharaohs and she was one that you're kind of thinking, if you can get her playing in that, like you know, as the main striker, get the other players around her working, try and get a four up there that are settled. Um, she's got the potential to be a really good goal scorer for Scotland and I think these two games would have been the perfect chance to try some things out like that. But if you've got her either playing... Um, Kind of against obviously the Hungarian, sorry, in a game where we're expected to win, and then in Sweden, where you've kind of got that scope to work on things. So it's disappointing that you'll miss these games. But in terms of what we've got there, I mean, even the players you've kept away from, like if he's talking about Lisa Evans as a winger as well, she's the sort of player that can do really well out there. Why not play her? Lana Claire, and obviously scored that great goal at the World Cup, and is now back in the squad on good form in Italy as well, having been injured before. So she came back from that and did well. There's the options there you've got for anyone really up front to, and in the attacking areas to, to play and cause problems. So it's a headache for Pedro, but it's it's a good headache to have and it's one that I'm sure he'll have in his mind the four he's wanting to go with just now, but if there's any injuries or anything like that, he at least knows that he's got options of players that can come in and, and fill in those roles pretty convincingly anyway. Yeah, because I haven't even talked about Christy Grimshaw and Christy Hansen, both of whom have showed up well recently for Scotland and it's amazing what a couple of wins will do <laughs> in terms of like looking at a squad and the the tint that you put on it when you look at it. But I think you make a good point about injuries because one of the things that happened with the, the squad prior to the, the two games last time was that injuries really pulled apart that midfield and it led to a couple of call-ups that we weren't really expecting and obviously Jenna Clark getting our first goal and debut, 100% goal scoring record for uh, for Scotland in that respect. Um, it's certainly, certainly in the case, but it's nice to have options. And as you say, I think the Hungary game will very much be about getting the job done, getting the three points, and making sure we make that that fan, that perfect start going into the bigger test in November. But yeah, Sweden, let's talk a little bit. In fact, I'll tell you what, before we speak about the Sweden game, let's hear from a couple of players. Let's do that. So um, at the press conference, I spoke to Rachel McLaughlin, uh, just to kind of get her kind of insight about settling into the squad, because obviously Rachel's kind of been in and out over the last five years, but it seems to be in a, in a good run just now. And then heard from Erin Cuthbert about kind of being in, a, in the culture among Pedro Martinez Losa and obviously what it feels like to, to play a hand in the score for Scotland. Been getting a, a run of games at right back and in the squad there's a, a few of the youngers. Do you feel like one of the older players now you've seemed to be getting established a little bit in the squad and have you got any advice for the likes of Amy and Leah and, and Lauren and Jenna? Yeah, to be honest, um, I get on really well with them uh, just with the, being in the same kind of similar age groups. Um, so I don't really count myself as an older one just yet. Um, there'll be time for that. Um, but at the same time, it is great getting on the pitch and, you know, get, gaining more experience um, with that because each time it is the case or even just coming into this camp, you know, you're, you're learning uh, every single day, um, which is really great for me as a player. So um, if, th- if that and I can inspire anyone else or the younger girls as we'll put them uh, coming in, you know, I, I would love to do that. And I mean, looking ahead to the two games, you like to play in the front foot. I think I think anybody watches you kind of know that. So against Hungary, you, you feel like an opportunity, but you're looking forward to perhaps a different challenge against Sweden in the, in the friendly next week. 
Yeah, obviously there'll be um, hopefully bits of both of the of that game. Um, obviously, I do like going forward, which I, I can tend to do in um, playing for Rangers. But at the same time, I do like the the defending side. So that is an exciting part of that that kind of game. And uh, just the last one for me. Um, I know the, obviously you're you're from the, the north of the country, and I know your mum always makes a, a bit of a noise of it coming down to see you. I know she did the weekend just there. What what does it mean like for for like people that play football in the north? Because I know it's a it's a part of the country that's still developing women's football. Wise, do you take a bit of pride in the fact you're from that part of the world and you're you're representing Scotland? Yeah, absolutely. Look, my mum, my mum and dad um, try, like made me travel all over the country, and I'm, I'm so thankful for for having them because honestly, I don't think I'd be in the spot where I am. Um, so very thankful for that. And you know, the times I do go home, even even now, I can see the growth of the game. Um, it is really it's really growing, and it is great to see the young girls coming up and having places to train and whatnot. Um, but yeah, of course, it is something special coming from such a small kind of area. <laughs> Uh, you've, you've mentioned obviously about the beauty of football and you've also mentioned that Pedro's kind of brought a bit more rigidity to defence. He's talked about the high performance culture of somebody who's come from the, the WSL and obviously that's burgeoning in itself. Have you noticed any changes in the last kind of couple of camps in terms of what's been before? Um, I, I think it's probably the most professional environment that I've ever been in, being in the national team. And I think that just comes with a progression of women's football as well. Um, you know, someone of Pedro's calibre coming in, having a lot of new ideas and, you know, played in a, a high performance level. Um, sorry, coached at a high performance level at Bordeaux. And he was, you know, playing against top teams, PSG, Lyon. He must have, you know, learned a lot from them as well. So um, it's... It's certainly been a lot of changes. There's a lot of focus on recovery. You know, managers have new ideas. We have to be open to, to adapting and accepting them. And I think everyone's took them on with open arms. And, and you can see everyone in the meeting is just, you know, staring at them, look, looking at what he's saying, because all the information that you're giving, you just want to be a big sponge and, and just keep taking it in because it really, really is vital. Obviously, the big game's on Friday against Hungary for World Cup qualifiers, but obviously next week playing Sweden. A couple of teammates of yours at Chelsea will be in the in the Sweden squad. What's what's the what's it like the dynamic when you, you play a, a teammate at international level? I don't know my teammates. My Scotland Scotland are my teammates, so I'm not interested in them to be honest with you. Um, I think we'll have a joke about it after when we get back to Chelsea. But you know, I just see them wear yellow jersey on. That's that's nothing to me. The the blue jerseys, my teammates, and you know, at the end of the day, I want to win the game. They want to win the game. So let the best players win. Love that. Last question for me. Like we uh, we've talked about before, actually, your, your goal against uh, Jamaica at Hamden. You obviously scored against the Pharaohs as well. Does the feeling of scoring a goal at Hamden is it just never wear off? Is it something that is it a bit, like how does it like what drives you through the next one? Yeah, of course the feeling hits differently, and you know it's it's a bit of a, a big adrenaline rush. You know when the fans get up off their seats, and it's different when there's so many young Scottish girls in the stands because I know that I was once one of them, so I understand the importance of role models, and you know we we have to keep performing, like I said. But you know when you score, it's really really special, and I think above all just seeing my family in the squad uh, in the stands is knowing that they're cheering me on and are super proud of me is really special because I think to be honest it's above my mum and my dad's wildest dreams for for me to be scoring at Hamden and never did they think you know 20 odd years ago when they were having me that I was going to be scoring at Hamden and I would be playing for for my country so I think I think for me knowing that they're so proud is is the biggest thing of all so yeah let's let's go back to uh let's go back to Sweden 
Um, I jumped in there because I remembered there was something about Sweden and amongst all that those those chats earlier on today. So I thought I'd jump back onto it. But yeah, the, the Sweden game. Before we talk about kind of hyping up the the game against Hungary, the Sweden game will be a good challenge for people that uh, I'm always conscious that when sometimes people listen to this podcast, they might have never listened to it before. They might listen to it every week. They might not listen to it at all. They might come on think these guys are idiots and then go away again for a wee while. But um, Sweden Sweden's a big a big draw. Um, for Scotland, it's uh, getting played at uh, St Mirren Park because COP26 is about to make everybody's life in Glasgow a little bit more difficult for the next few weeks in terms of getting about the place. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really big challenge and hopefully a challenge that will come off the back of a, a victory against Hungary. It's an exciting game. I mean, Sweden are kind of a team that have been improving a lot over the last few years and obviously have done well kind of in, in the World Cup and in the Olympics and things recently where they're a team that... Um, has got some real top-class players that are playing in all the top leagues across Europe. You've seen a lot more of them in England and whatever, and have signed a few, but you can, at your top level there, um, they're a team that, of course, they've caused Scotland problems. It's a game that the players can just go out and enjoy. It's not one they're expected to get anything from. It's not one they have to get anything from. We've only been, been a friendly, so it's an exciting ch- uh, challenge for them. But it's, it's one that I'm looking forward to as well. I mean, it's similar to when America came a few years ago in Scotland that night. We kind of ran them really close. I think it was only a great goal from Alex Morgan, obviously, that um, that won that game for them that night as well. So it's it's one that the players can just go out and play with some freedom and try their best to enjoy what will be a tough game. But it's um, it's a good task for Scotland to kind of see where they're going to be at when they come up against Spain um, in a month or two as well. So there's, there's tough tasks ahead, and I think it's smart of Scotland to organise this one for now. Um, and it'll be good to be back at St Mirren. It's never a thing I've ever thought about seeing in my life. It'll be good to be back there. But <laughs> it, it is in the total help because you're playing at, at that bit of a smaller venue again. And as much as Hamden's great, when you've got a smaller crowd like that, it's good to have it enclosed into what's as a very enclosed stadium um, in Paisley. So it's one that I'm sure we'll all enjoy, even if it does mean not being in Paisley. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so I mean, Sweden uh, runners up at the Olympics this summer. Have been World Cup finalists. Have have done a lot. They've got some really top draw players playing it. The likes of Barcelona, Bayern Munich, all over the shop. Chelsea, as I was talking about with Ellen Cuthbert. And the other reason why I wanted to kind of talk about Sweden just now, because one of the things that really came out from the conversation with Pedro and Rachel and Erin was this notion of the high performance culture. I think Erin said it herself. She feels like this is the most professional setup that she's been in as part of a Scotland squad and it's a really important a really important part of the the progress for the Scotland national team is as much as going into these games they know they'll be underdogs and they know it could be it could be tough but having the having a coach like Pedro Martinez Losa who has experienced women's game has had a bit of success and then going into these challenges and going into an environment that they feel like they're they're getting something from I I just get the feeling just now that, that everybody in that squad is really in a good place at the moment, which maybe wasn't the case maybe the last 12 months or so. It definitely feels like that that notion of things have stepped up a level. Not, and Campbell, let's be fair, not just from the, the noises about what's going on behind the scenes, but I think the coverage of the national team from the from the SFA, I think, has been really good. I think it needs commended. They, they've aimed to bring it up to the same level and effort they put in for, for the men's side. And I think that's that can only help with the kind of positive positive vibes as a whole. It'll make a difference. I mean, remember when you kind of from, from ten years ago or so now, kind of those years moving back as you were going, where where Scotland games were always being played at Fir Park. There wasn't really great, great crowds, and there was never kind of any any real coverage of it anywhere. 
Um, so to to see that improving has certainly been a good thing. Obviously, now that they're they're moving these games to Hamden as well, and then you've got the Scotland Sporters Club members getting free tickets and things. It, it certainly helps overall that there's that coverage there. And um, I think being made Orium is a great facility for for all the teams that use it at any point. So that certainly will help Scotland. And like you say, they've been even talking about kind of things being a bit more professional playing at places like that and training there and coming in every day where you've got your obviously your strength coach your condition everything all at the same time it's going to help Scotland it has done clearly so far um, and it's only something that can benefit them I mean we complained when Shailika was, um, was when she was um, when she left sorry about the time that it took for the appointment but it seems as though all well, that time has been worth it with Pedro we've got someone in who was clearly experienced who knows what he's talking about and the players are already seen by his philosophy as well so it should be something that benefits Scotland, um, and it seems to be doing that so far. So let's hope it's a long-term thing, and we can we can start getting to World Cups and Euros and things like that regularly. And it's not just one where it becomes an achievement to qualify, where we can get them, we can then be looking to push on and, and do really well going forward in the actual tournament itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, end of the day, for for any manager of any team, results are going to be the dictator about whether something is successful or not. But for me, just now, the mood music feels right. Feels like there's good mood music. The the challenges will come when we play Ukraine, we play Spain. I don't think anybody's naive to the fact that at the moment Scotland are playing the teams that they should be beating in, in World Cup qualifying. Um, but I think that the, the general vibe I get, and even I think at times we felt that maybe the tone at the end of the the, the qualifying for the Euros in terms of some of the social media output was maybe not quite right. And it'll be interesting to see what happens if that takes a turn. But at the moment, positivity, hype train. So let's let's get into the hype, Campbell. Game is on Friday night at Hamden Park. I always get this kickoff time wrong, but you're going to correct me if I am wrong. 7.35 kickoff. Oh, Campbell doesn't know what no, I've it for a change. I'm getting, it's normally 7.35. It's on Alibaba. That's their kickoff time. Yeah, um, it's just some kickoff times that they have. But yeah, 7.35, I think. A 7.35 kickoff, it is a 7.35 kickoff. I was just going to see if you were going to try and dive in and correct me, but you didn't, so it's all good. 7.35 kickoff, um, tickets up, no more than a tenner to go see the national team. Probably win a game of football, probably in quite a good atmosphere. Um, obviously, as Campbell alluded to as well, Scotland Supporters Club getting for free, fiver for concessions. I know there's family tickets doing the round as well. Um, and my out-and-about travels in my day job, I speak to lots of people kind of all over the country, more so than maybe I have done in previous times in I know there is people that maybe weren't able to get down for the Fairy Islands game Tuesday night kickoff time. Lots, lots of reasons that are coming down for the for the game against Hungary on Friday night. So I think there will be a a really good crowd, a really good atmosphere, and if we can get the essence of that Scotland Israel atmosphere that that I experienced at Hamden, then we'll be in for for a really good time. And yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to going to the game. Campbell, what about you? Yeah, I mean, you always enjoy going to a game of football, don't you? And it's one where, like you say, the mood kind of around Scotland at the minute is good and hopefully it's something that the, the SWNT continue um, and continue their good form that they've had so far. And if we're going in, like we say, we keep going by 100% records um, from our qualification campaign so far, then I'm sure it will set us up for an enjoyable weekend as well. So hopefully get a good crowd in and I'm looking forward to, to seeing how the side gets on. Yeah, absolutely. So get yourself to Hamden on Friday night. Get yourself to Paisley on Tuesday night, even if Campbell's not a big fan of Paisley. Get yourself there because you get to see Scotland play against some of the best players in the world at close quarters. I've got and, nothing against the people of Paisley for anyone from there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, get yourself along to the games. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Um, Campbell, thank you very much for coming on. 
And no worries, Chris. I'm actually away to Paisley just now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see how my Tuesday night goes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but brilliant. And, uh, yeah, we will speak again soon. <laughs>